Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Now let me share with you some of these uh, hilarious false hadiths. So in Bukhari and Muslim, Aisha says, she's, she herself narrates this hadith. أَتَتْنِي أُمِّي أُمْرُومَان My mother Umruman came to me. وَإِنِّي لَفِي أُرْجُوحَ When I was in a swing. I don't know where they had swings in Mecca back then. وَمَعِي صَوَاحِبُ لِي And I had my little friends with me. فَصَرَخَتْ بِي She yelled at me. فَأَتَيْتُهَا لَا أَدْرِي مَا تُرِيدْ بِي I'm reading the exact words of Bukhari and Muslim. So I came to her not knowing what she wants from me. فَأَخَذَتْ بِيَدِي She took my hand. حَتَّى أَوْقَفَتْنِي عَلَى بَابِ الدَّارِ Until she had me stand by the door of the house. وَإِنِّي لَأَنْهَجُ حَتَّى سَكَنَ بَعْضُ نَفَسِي And I was breathing heavily. You know, my mother's snatching me, taking me, what's going on? Until I calmed down. ثُمَّ أَخَذَتْ شَيْئًا مِنْ مَاءٍ فَمَسَحَتْ بِهِ وَجْهِ وَرَأْسِي Then she took some water. She washed, wiped my face and head with it. ثُمَّ أَدْخَلَتْنِي الدَّارِ Then she took me to the house. فَإِذَا نِسْوَةٌ مِنَ الْأَنصَارِ فِي الْبَيْتِ A group of women were in the house. And they said, قُلْنَا فَقُلْنَا They said, عَلَى الْخَيْرِ وَالْبَرَكَةِ Those women of the Ansar, they said to Aisha, عَلَى الْخَيْرِ وَالْبَرَكَةِ Congratulations! وَعَلَى خَيْرِ طَائِرِ and Aisha does not know what's going on. Then, أَسْلَمَتْنِي إِلَيْهِنَّ فَأَصْلَحْنَ مِنْ شَأْنِي Then she took me and handed me over to those women of the Ansar and they started, you know, um, fixing me. And then they took me to Rasulullah And they handed me over to the Prophet. And on that day, I was nine years old. That's what Aisha says in Bukhari. And Muslim. She was playing on a swing, not knowing what happened. Her mother comes, freaks her out, takes her, hands her over to a woman. Nobody even asks her, right, what's going on? Do you want to go now? Do you not want to go now? She's just traumatized by all of this. So when these clips or these allegations that, you know, are Islamophobic, when they depict that, really, it's whose fault? It's these ignorant Muslims throughout history who've allowed this nonsense to take place in their books. The Prophet is 53 years old for God's sake, almost 54. He's going to come and marry a nine-year-old? Who does that? Who does that? Bukhari also narrates, listen to what Aisha, I'm quoting Aisha here from Bukhari. She says, I used to play with the dolls. I don't know where she got these dolls and swings from back then. Did, was this common in that society? I don't know. I used to play with the dolls in the presence of the Prophet. Remember, she's nine when she supposedly went to his house. She's a little kid playing with dolls. The Prophet is receiving wahi on one corner, his wife is playing with dolls on the other corner. And my girlfriends also used to play with me. So she had even girlfriends into the house of the Prophet playing dolls. When Allah's Apostle used to enter, you know, the room, they used to hide themselves. They get scared. Now the messenger of God, the guy's 54, his beard is getting white. Obviously, they're going to get scared. But the Prophet would call them to join and play with me. It's okay. Come and you can play with my wife, Aisha. You know, just hilarious hadiths. Another hadith. Listen to what Abu Huraira says. 
He says the Prophet when he entered Medina and he settled, he asked the people to get him married. In fact, he went publicly and he said, Ankihuni, Ankihuni, get me married, get me married. Jibra'il came to him with some cloth from paradise and he showed him a picture that he's never seen anything like in his life and nothing more beautiful than that face. He tells him, what's this Jibra'il? Jibra'il tells the Prophet, go and marry the person who looks like this picture. So he tells Jibra'il, how do I know who this woman is? He tells him that's the daughter of Abu Bakr Siddiq. You know, and so uh, the Prophet goes to Abu Bakr, he knocks at his door and he formally proposes and uh, Abu Bakr says, I've got three daughters, which one do you want? So the Prophet looks at them and he says, no, that's the picture that Jibra'il, you know, he brought for me from paradise and he married her. Subhanallah, in, in these hadiths, you know, they're trying to exaggerate the status of Aisha, but look at what they're doing to the Prophet. Which respectful, dignified man goes publicly and says, get me married, get me married? Someone does that, wouldn't you lose respect for them? And the Prophet is doing this and Jibra'in, I mean subhanAllah, these stories that they put together is really crazy. And by the way, what you can tell that this is a lie, supposedly when the Prophet was in Medina, he had already done, done what on Aisha? The Aqid, so he already knows Aisha, he's seen her. So what does it mean for Abu Huraira to says, oh, he's never seen that picture before and he doesn't even know who that person is. He's done aqid on a girl, he doesn't even know how she looks like. What kind of nonsense is this? Abu Huraira came during the last two years of the Prophet's life. How he's narrating this, God knows who he's narrating this from. But these are the hadiths found in their books. Now, by the way, these hadiths, that claim Aisha was nine or six. Who's narrated these hadiths? Primarily who's narrated them? Two people. The first one is who obviously? Aisha herself. She wanted to give the impression that she was so sought after, she was so special, the Prophet was desperate to marry her. He couldn't wait, he had to marry her at nine. So nobody comes and snatches her from him. She gives you that impression. The other one is her nephew, Urwa. Urwa ibn Zubair, her nephew, also made similar claims. No other respected companion or just any other companion ever made that claim. Not even Abu Bakr, not even Asma, her sister, nobody from the companions made the assertion that Aisha was six or nine when the Prophet married her, no one. She is the sole narrator along with her nephew. You would think such an, I mean, such a known fact would have been narrated by many companions. There's no mention of that. In fact, when you put the historical clues together, she was a lot older. So we come to the conclusion that Aisha could not have been six or nine. Mathematically, historically, this was impossible. She was at least, at least 13 when the Prophet did the aqid on her. Other, you know, we mentioned some sources that indicate she was 14, 15, or 16. But what we know for sure, she was at least 13. And when the Prophet moved, you know, uh, when she moved to the Prophet's house and the marriage was consummated, she must have been at least 16 or 17. Yes, brother. Um, 
is it possible that this is a slight on the marriage of Namadi and Shaykh Zahra because Allah says, I've already married them into heaven. So now she's trying to elevate her. Absolutely. You can see that competition. Um, we know in, in trying to compete with the virtues of Ahlul Bayt. Now, in the story of Imam Ali and Fatima السلام, well, Jibra'il does not bring down any picture, but he informs the Prophet that um, under the throne of God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala performed the marriage contract in the presence of the angels for Ali and Fatima. So obviously there will be some efforts to try to compete with virtues like that and say, oh, Jibra'il brought, in fact, the hadith says khirqa, and khirqa in Arabic means a rag. I don't know why he brought a rag, but in any, in any case, he brought a piece of cloth from paradise, you know, that has the image of Aisha. So yes, you could see that attempt to compete with the virtues of Ahlul Bayt, definitely. But the way in which it's done, it's, it's very insulting to the Prophet. It's very insulting. How could any Muslim accept that the Prophet, SubhanAllah, look, they want to make Aisha look special and sought after, but they make the Prophet like some desperate guy in society looking to get married, when it was exactly the opposite. This is Rasulullah, any woman would have married him. He doesn't need to go and beg for people to get him married. People would come and ask him to get married. They do the exact same opposite. No, Aisha was in her house, protected. She was sought after haram. Rasulullah was walking in the streets looking for someone to get married to. See the damage they've done to the Prophet. We cannot, you know, um, really condemn these Islamophobes without condemning these hadiths in our books. Because the Islamophobe will tell you, look, in the end, you, the majority of Muslims, you believe in Bukhari and Muslim. Do you accept these hadiths or no? And unfortunately, some backwards ex extremist scholars, you know, you, you give them these facts, their brain just shuts down. They're like, look, don't argue. This is not something that we can analyze. Bukhari says six, it's six. I don't care about any other clues. They take it as revelation, even though it's doing damage to the Prophet but it's very unfortunate, you know, Aisha, the damage that she really did to the Prophet. And it's not just these hadiths, by the way, if you go to Bukhari, there's a section that Aisha talks about intimate things with the Prophet. Honestly, no respectful person would, would mention that. Some very intimate things. She goes into details what the Prophet would do, what she would do. She even says things that violate the Quran. The Quran says, avoid women in their cycle. You know what she says in Bukhari? In Bukhari. The Prophet used to approach me when I was in my cycle. Giving the idea that he was so desperate, even when, he, when she was in her cycle, he couldn't avoid her. What, what, what deen is this? Wallah, what religion is this? You blame these Islamophobes for de 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 depicting the Prophet in this heinous way? When these books are filled with this nonsense? We have to defend the Prophet We have to denounce this injustice that the Prophet has been uh, subjected to for 13, 14 centuries. Then we can go talk to these non-Muslims and Islamophobes. We have a big problem, big, big problem. So these hadiths are unacceptable and uh, Aisha was not six or nine. This was just, you know, she had the habit of exaggerating her qualities because, you know, she was jealous of the other Prophet's wives and she wanted to give the impression that the Prophet really liked her. And in Arabian society, you know, the younger you are, the greater your status is, it shows an interest, you know, on behalf of your husband in you. And obviously she wanted to give um, that impression. 
I'll mention one, one last thing um, about Aisha. I've heard from some of our scholars, they believe upon their research, it's not conclusive, it's a possibility. They believe a lot of these hadiths um, in which Aisha supposedly makes claims like that, you know, with the Prophet, some of the intimate details, some of the things that really are disrespectful to the Prophet. Um, one of the scholars in Qom once told me that he believes Aisha did not make these claims. And these hadith were forged by Muawiyah when he fell out of favor with Aisha to tarnish her reputation. Because initially, Aisha and Muawiyah were good. Later on, Muawiyah turned against Aisha. And by the way, there are historical clues that he killed Aisha. He poisoned her. There are historical clues. We can't say, you know, as a matter of certainty that's what happened, but there are clues. In any case, they started, you know, verbally attacking each other. And uh, Muawiyah even started to persecute Aisha towards, you know, um, the last days of his life. So when it comes to these narrations, some scholars believe Muawiyah would pay narrators and fabricate these hadiths and attribute them to Aisha to make her look bad when he turned against her. This is just, you know, a theory. Um, I don't know how much evidence there is out there to support that. But in any case, if you go to Bukhari and Muslim, these hadiths are attributed to Aisha herself, you know. Sahaba are narrating these hadith directly from Aisha. Yes. So with respect to the Prophet's marriage to Aisha, this is a long discussion as to why the Prophet married her. Um, I suggest, you know, if we have a separate discussion on this, because there are many, many points to make here, inshallah. We can discuss that.